Oilers goal. Five seconds. Worked back out to the part from the car. Now to the circle. McKinnon across from Landis Scott. Rebound. Looked like to me that the puck had crossed the line before we hit zeros. Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Wow. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Uh, whatever else you want to throw in there. If this does not get you excited that the NHL is back, or more specifically, NHL playoffs are back. Um, just an absolutely incredible weekend and uh, culminating, although there were games afterwards, none better than what we witnessed by the Colorado Avalanche uh, over the St. Louis Blues in the first game of the round robin. Uh what a game. What a game. And if that's what we're in, in store for for the rest of these playoffs, uh, in a way that's good because that's just, number one, they won. Uh, number two, it was a well-played game by Colorado and pretty much all around. Uh, and we're looking good. On the downside, I don't want games like that <laughs> over and over and over again because, man, that is just, uh, it's a lot to handle. So, Yeah. First things first, let's get to the social media stuff. Get that out of the way so we can talk about this game. Follow the show, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche for Twitter. Over on Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche. And send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions, what you want to say about this game in particular, what you thought the Avs did good, what you thought they did bad. Um, and if you just wanted to recount your your reaction when Nazem Kadri sent it home with 0.01 seconds left, do that as well. So, yeah, we we uh, we won down, and there are obviously two more to go. But uh, this one was, it was well played. Um, and it, it had the look of one of those games where the Avs, while they played well for the majority of the game, were, were going to... You know, be on the short side of a one nothing game, you know, courtesy of Jordan Bennington, because the Avalanche really outplayed St. Louis for almost all of this game. Um, the, the St. St. Louis just didn't really impress me all that much. And the Avalanche did. The Avalanche came out right out of the gate. Uh, a, a team really possessed. And I think they had the first seven or eight shots on goal. Um, you know, the Blues are they're a pretty fast team. They're, they're not, you know, they're they're not the fat, they're not up to avalanche speed, but 
man, they could not keep up with Colorado in, in the first period. And um, it, it really showed. And if it wasn't for a very silly penalty on Gabe Landeskog, that, what was it, 17 seconds into that power play that they got a goal, which was their third shot on goal of the period. And you were like, all right, this is going to be that type of game. Um, and for a little while it was, but, you know, the Avs, that's what this this team, while they're young, they they don't quit. And they see a one nothing game as, even though Bennington was, was playing well, I mean, he the Avs were getting a ton of shots on him. Um, they didn't kind of just fold it in and say, well, he's going to beat us tonight, and we'll keep trying, we'll keep peppering him, but uh, you you never f- you never saw or you never felt that it was over for them, and you know with third periods really where where they they had to press because obviously they're down by one, but um they got a lucky break they got a lucky break and a power play with a minute and change left, and they were just all over the place on that penalty they knew you know time's running out and if nothing happens then you go into the the overtime session and see what happens but they were just all over Bennington on that power play and uh Landeskog's shot from the right side went rang right off the post and Nazem Kadri was right there to put it in and he had great position. It was almost like boxing out in, in, in basket, boxing out for a rebound in basketball. He had the drop on whatever defender it was for St. Louis. And he was right there. He had a shot seconds early before that, that he airmailed. And he, he he's standing on the ice just looking up to the heavens, uh, thinking like, that was my shot and I missed it. And lo and behold, another shot came around to him. Uh, and he put it in. Now there was some um, speculation, and you will hear about this. That, that you know, a lot of people are. It, it's one of those things. What side of the aisle do you fall on? Are you an Avalanche fan? That puck was clear as day through. Are you a Blues fan? Uh, there was no daylight. If you are rooting against the Avs, there was no daylight. If you don't like St. Louis Blues, that was clear as day through through the goal. So. We could sit here and kind of, uh, you know, nitpick. Uh, It's as... (laughs) I don't think you can get any closer to framing uh, the the looks that we had on camera. I don't think... uh, I think you have to go the route of inconclusive to leaning that it was passed. And the way that, you know, we, we, we can't freeze frame and make it high def. It's almost like the tail of the puck, like the, the low resolution of the camera coupled with the puck flying through and there was a trail left by the puck because of the low resolution of the camera is what you might have seen not cross the line. I don't know. Like it, it, you can't, you can't say one way or another if it went. It would have been one of those calls where if it was not allowed right off the bat, if the refs waved it off and then they went back and looked at it, it probably would have held up as no good because you just can't tell, in my opinion. And I'm not going to apologize for this one. 
We have been uh, screaming for a year now that we got the shaft when we played the uh, St. Louis or St. Louis, the uh, San Jose Sharks with the offsides penalty, which was splitting hairs. And, you know, if you want to say, oh, that's a rule. Well, we're splitting hairs here. And if you want to say it's, oh, it's a rule. Well, then it was inconclusive. And uh, you know what? Like I said, not going to apologize for it. And it's a big win. It's a very, very big win. You you got the drop on uh, St. Louis. So, you know, you get one of these next two games and and you're looking really good. So, uh, yeah, the, the Avalanche, they played great. They played great. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here and we'll kind of get into a little bit more specifics. But, wow, pretty incredible stuff. And it's only game one. So we're in for a wild ride. Before we move on to anything else, got to talk about our sponsor, Rock Auto, over at rockauto.com. If you are a car head, and I am not, but if I need parts for a car, I drive a car. I actually drive a truck. But if you need parts for your truck or car or Lamborghini or whatever you need parts for, rockauto.com has it. Guaranteed that they have it in stock guaranteed it's the lowest price you can find on the net. So go to rockauto.com, put in your car, put in what parts you need, and save money. And at checkout, where it says, where did you hear from us? Make sure you tell them, locked on. All right, so like we said in the uh, first segment, the Avalanche really did play uh, um, outplay St. Louis, and especially in that first period. And I, like I said, I think it was seven or eight shots on goal before the Blues had anything on goal. And, you know, but as you can see, that doesn't really matter because St. Louis, while they were kind of, you know, getting run up and down the ice by the Avalanche, held a one nothing lead for most of this game. Um, and it And that's, you know, just because they had three shots on goal when they got their first goal, Sometimes games go that way, and this is the NHL playoffs, and games go that way. So they weren't going to apologize for that. You know what I mean? So, so, so they held the lead. They had a goal. You got to play. You can't say, well, we're playing. You can't have a moral victory in the playoffs because moral victories have never won uh, any team a Stanley Cup. So while the Avalanche were playing well, and it seems like it took some wind out of their sails. They were flying around. It seemed like they were just even two steps quicker than St. Louis. And then, bam, they get down one nothing, And it was almost a good thing that the Avs gave up that goal a little bit late in that period because they, they didn't have to dwell on it too much on the ice. They could dwell on it as a team in the locker room, figure out what's what's going wrong, what's going right, which was a lot, and then get back out on the ice and kind of start with a fresh sheet of ice, a, a clear mindset. Um, and if it happened like at the 10 minute mark, halfway through the first period, I just think now now you're playing in that that's the mind game. It's playing in your own head, and you don't have that time with the team to just take a step back and talk about it as a team. You're doing it on the bench, of course, but things are happening so quickly, it's tough to really register why you can't break through. Uh, so I think it was a good thing that it happened late in the first period, although it didn't really correlate to anything in the second period, but 
nonetheless. I think I think it was was pretty good. Now, first period, name me an Avalanche player that that played poorly. I, they they had a fantastic first period, and I think with the exception of Gabe Landeskog's silly penalty that led to the uh, the goal for St. Louis, it was a great period. And I, I, you cannot name me a player that looked bad in the first period. First period, I'm talking. I'm not talking about the rest of the game because some guys uh, did not look so good. Nikita Zadorov, I'm talking to you. Um, that was a silly penalty. So I think for the most part, overall, everybody did pretty well. I'm pretty. I'm happy with this as a, as a team victory, and just as even if even if they came out on on the short end of this and won nothing, I think you still could have taken a lot of good away away from this. Now you could have taken a lot of bad away with the power plays. Not really, with the exception of the very last one that Kadri put in with 0.01 seconds left. Uh, power plays didn't look that good. They had some pretty good movement and they got some pretty good shots, but there was never a time where they were real. They had that. That open look that they that they could put home, even an open look that they missed, it didn't seem like they really had much going. You know, movement and stuff was fine, but they just couldn't find that that open lane. And I think for that you got to give credit to St. Louis because they're a pretty good penalty penalty killing team. So Landis Gag had another really really bad penalty, uh, one in which there might be a fine. I don't know if there'll be a suspension, but he just boarded. I don't even know who the player was in St. Louis. Um, it was bad. Clearly, looking at his numbers, and he and he just threw him right into the right into the boards. Only got a two minute minor for it, which was a surprise. So uh, I think you're looking at a definite fine for him. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be looking at games for him. It wouldn't surprise me. Which would suck, obviously, but I think we have to watch that. That'll probably we'll hear something about that. Abs don't play till Wednesday, so you know, obviously, in the next two days, we might hear um, if there's going to be any hefty fine or suspension for Gabe Landeskog on that. Burakovsky, I thought he played excellent, and he got railed right in the mouth. Oh my god, uh, it was not intentional. Guy on St. Louis was playing the puck, and a stick just came up and just rocked Burke. I think he, I don't know if he lost some teeth, but um, if he didn't, he's got a strong mouth because that that seemed like that stick went right to his choppers, and he might be looking like Eric Johnson uh, pretty soon. So, yeah, all in all, team wise, I I think Kale McCarr. Oh my God! Like when he wanted to turn it on in the third period. He is just a beast. He when they when when they were, I don't know, maybe like five minutes left or so. Um, it's almost like he took this game over, and he was everywhere, everywhere. And I I just can't wait to see what the rest of the playoffs bring for this guy because, I mean, we talk about him all year long. He's you know one of our superstars. If you want to call him that, yeah, he's a superstar in our eyes anyway. Um, and when he wants to be a dominant force, he is. So uh, I thought he played absolutely fantastic. Nathan McKinnon was everywhere. I don't know if he got on the score sheet, um, but uh, it doesn't really matter. Like he, even when he doesn't score, um, 
he is that type of player that demands attention. He did have an assist. Okay, he had one assist. So he he demands attention, and he he was ever he played great. He played great, and he only got an assist, which is fine. But he was his typical just dominant, dominant all star self. So um, we are going to discuss the the interesting thing about the the two men who scored the goals. So uh, you know who they are, and uh, once again, we have uh, our our GM, Mr. Joe Sackick, to thank for that. We'll talk about that in a second. So the one thing that we were touting for the Colorado Avalanche, pretty much going into this season, definitely going into these playoffs because they're healthy, is the depth. And we talked about all of the additions that they had, or they got, and uh, we have waxed poetic about Mr. Joe Sackick and what he has done to make this team uh, a dominant team right now and into the future. Two of those moves that he made was bringing in Ryan Graves on a kind of middle of the night deal with the New York Rangers and the very popular and well-known deal that brought Nazem Kadri to uh, Colorado in exchange for Tyson Berry and some other pieces, sent them to uh, Toronto. And you look at the goals, Ryan Graves, one goal. Nazem Kadri, one goal. So is it ironic? Say what you will. Say what you want to say. But those two moves that Joe Sackick made uh, paid off right here, right now. Now the Graves goal... Uh, which got Colorado on the board. Very interesting goal. Um, Avalanche were on, I think, like a three-on-two break. They dropped it back to Graves. He actually whiffed on the puck, and I think that helped him. It helped him because it it threw Bennington's timing off a little bit. He seemed like he got set, but when you do that, when when you, you know, goalie, being a goaltender, a lot of it is timing and rhythm. And Graves went to take a, a wrister and he whiffed. And I think that got Bennington's timing off just a little bit. And Graves kind of recollected the puck and, and fired one right over his shoulder. So I think it actually benefited him that he whiffed on it. And the, um, yeah, the Kadri one, we're going to be talking about that one for, for quite a while. He, he, he played a really good game. Again, another ad player that played a really, really good game. Uh, and like I said, he had that one where he just, he missed it maybe 10 seconds before he missed it. And he's standing there almost, he almost took himself out of the play. He's standing right in front of the goalie and just looking up to the sky. Like, I can't believe I missed that. And then he, he, he finished, you know, sulking for the one second that he was doing that and then just got back ready. And because there was still time to play and, uh, you know, he was right place, right time. So. Coincidence that the two guys that scored were two huge gets for the Colorado Avalanche? I don't know, but it doesn't matter because this is what, you know, this is this is what this team does. Everybody contributes. Yes, Nathan McKinnon is the face. Yes, Kale McCarr is the the young phenom. And you got Miko Rantanen and Gabe Landeskog is your captain and the list goes on and on and on. But any of these guys can win these games and look what happened tonight. 
Nazem Kadri and Ryan Graves are your your heroes, pretty much. Pretty, you know, with Kadri being the hero of the night, uh, but everybody was everywhere, and they looked fresh. You know, the, they they corrected a lot of things in a short amount of time from that Minnesota Wild game, which was just kind of ugly. Well, we, there was eight penalties on the Avalanche in that game, and I think there was four in this one on them. Now that's on the other end. They do have to get a little bit better on the power play, like we said. Um, good movement, but no results. And I think that will come. I do. I do. I think that'll get a little bit better. You have to give St. Louis credit because they're a good penalty killing team. So in the end, you got Kadri and Greaves with the goal, McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen with the assists, and that's the end of the scoring. So you're you know you're you're big three technically still. All on the score sheet with Kadri and Graves as a goal. And, you know, guys like Makar who don't show up on the score sheet, but it doesn't matter. He he pretty much took over. Nemetsnikov, I've been going to, wanting to watch Nemetsnikov and see how he was going to do in this game because, like we had said, just got traded, didn't get a lot of time with the team. I think he was itching to play. I thought he played great. I thought uh, Sam Girard played a solid game. He wasn't flashy. Um, I don't think anything was wrong with him as to why he didn't play in the Minnesota game, but who knows? I, I, I didn't see him injured in any sort of way. Like he was recovering from anything. Uh, but I thought he was, I thought he was excellent. Belmar, I thought was fantastic. Uh, Comfort was quiet, but again, solid. Same thing with Jost. I thought Burkowski was, was excellent. Uh, I thought Nachuskin again, played a very solid sound game he is just an imposing figure when he's out there, just due to due to his size. Um, the only one I wasn't happy with was was Zadorov. Um, when what was his time on the ice? Maybe Bednar wasn't either. He had fourteen oh three on the ice, which was not the lowest. There's some below him. Jost had the lowest actually at nine forty five. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I thought Zadorov just took a, a dumb penalty. Um, no, actually, I'm thinking of, of uh, Landis Cog that took the dumb penalty. Zadorov's penalty could be forgiven. It, it was a hard play, but I don't know. He just seemed non-existent to me today. I don't. Maybe I'm was just not watching him as much as I should have been. But um, that's fine. If you have a roster full of guys that played great, and I only have complaints about one, um, I'll take that every night. So, wow, what a start! I mean, if this does not get you in gear for the NHL playoffs, pretty much nothing will. So it's going to be debated. In the end, it don't matter. We have the win. Uh, they are 1-0-0. Two points in our favor. I think one more to go, and we're in, we're in really, really good shape. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I will try to get a show in tomorrow if anything major happens. I, I am on vacation. I'm doing this on vacation right now, but fear not. Shows will be out this week. Um, definitely after game nights, there will be shows. If any, you know, with the whole Landeskog thing, if any penalty comes down from him, anything news comes out, I'll definitely do uh, shows. But if you don't get to every single day this week, I apologize in advance. I was not anticipating hockey uh the first week in august when i planned my vacation back in december so 
but this is just too big to take the entire week off. So, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't because, wow, I, I if I didn't, if I told everybody I'm not going to do a, sh- a week of shows this week because of my vacation and then that happened and I didn't get a chance to talk about it, I would have gone insane. So, yeah, we're, we're talking abs because freaking hockey's back and man, you got to get excited. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for tonight. What a start. Let me know what you think. Get a hold of me on anything. Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche. And uh, send anything you want to say that's on your mind to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And away we go. Go Avs, go. See you guys probably Wednesday. Here's Jovi. Go, abs, go!